This episode of This Is Us Too is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. And because you are such a beloved listener of ours, and I just want to have you come over and eat like a half-cooked, half-raw Cornish, ch- what is it, chicken? Cornish chicken? Game hen. Cornish hen? Game hen? <laughs> yeah, sure. <clears throat> you don't even know what that is. The Cornish game hen. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. When did you eat one of those? Anyway, I would love to have you over, <laughs> but I can't because you live wicked far away. Some of you live nearby. We should get together in real life. But those of you who live far away, you know what I can do is I can give you a little bit of a gift from MinuteWithMary.com. You can go to MinuteWithMary.com slash discount because I'm giving all of our podcast listeners 15% off my favorite product, my 4D mascara. It's so flipping good, guys. And I want you to look fab for all your dinner time, like get togethers. I met her when I was 15. Smashed into her in the hallway as I was walking into biology class. And I knew. I knew before her books even hit the floor. I just met my favorite person. That, uh, that ceremony that you're talking about honored the thing that broke my favorite person in the world. I was staring at my phone because otherwise I would have started openly weeping in front of my son. And that's not what he needs from me right now. I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't know. Stay the hell away from my wife. Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to This Is Us Too. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hey, hey, hey. My name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and obviously I've never had Cornish game hands. <laughs> never. Not once. Never had it. You know what I really want to do? What's that? I want to turducken it up this Thanksgiving. No, we can't do that. Why can't I? Because we fry our turkey. So what? What do you mean? I don't know how to fry a turducken. I bet people do it. I'm sure that it's possible. Maybe we could have the fried turkey versus a turducken. Let's, let's have a turkey off. <laughs> yes. Do you guys ever get excited about getting together with family and eating, and then you remember that it is a sh- it show? Mm, I didn't. I did not get to. I thought I was going to mute that. I was picturing like you knowing what I was going to do, and you would like beat me, but it didn't happen that way. I don't even have that button. It was just in my mind. <laughs> when Rebecca was in that kitchen, and she was just like laying it down freaking out and like we're all gonna go in there and we're all gonna love it you're gonna eat this crappy food it's gonna be great you're gonna keep it together i was like that right there is mom life that is what something that mary lawson would do in a heartbeat in an absolute heartbeat 
I mean, I, I haven't done it yet with our kids, but in about five years. No, that's... it's coming. It's coming. Oh, yeah. and, and the whole thing with the whole, like, the Cornish game hens and all, like, you would absolutely put, like, a dinner together that's, like, totally weird. And, like, you'd find this thing oh, completely. that you would, like, I ne- you'd find it, like, on Pinterest or whatever. You'd be like, I need to do this. Yes. I, and, and, and you would do it, and you would stress out to the max. Yes. And it would be free. And then it would just be like, yeah, okay, whatevs. Yep. One hundred percent. That's that's how we roll. That's exactly what would happen. Well, this week it is my story, and I have related to this episode on multiple levels, multiple levels. Uh, whether it is being therapized and my wife figuring out therapy for me, which has happened, and I did go to therapy, uh, which was fantastic. That is not going to be my story today. My story today is about a fear of mine that I have, and it is debilitating. (laughs) It is fear of spiders. (laughs) And something happened recently. Uh, Like Jack, who's afraid of (laughs) birds for some reason, I am terrified of spiders. And one day, Mary and I were in our bed with our daughter at night, and... I saw a spider. As we are every night, we have some form of child in our and bed. And I swear to God, they take turns. They they like they plan it out a week ahead. They're like, oh, okay, it's not tonight's your night, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Tomorrow's my night. That's right. I forgot. Um, one day we we were sleeping in. Well, we were about to get ready to go to bed, and we were about to watch uh, the Curse of Oak Island. I was all excited for it, and I see a spider on our ceiling above our bed. And I had pretty much the same exact reaction that Jack did. Uh, no, 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 no! I did, I did. I, I got, I got right out of bed, and I was like, "Okay, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it." And I had a big wad of toilet paper, and I was like, "It's, it's okay, we're good, we're good." And I, I'm, I'm going up real slow, real close, and as I'm about to squash this freaking spider, it like drops itself from the ceiling, from the ceiling, with like its little stupid things that it comes out of its butt the the whatever it is the webbing the webbing yeah yeah there you go the way it it drops down and it scares the hell out of me okay and then it it falls on the paper i my whole arm goes numb because i'm terrified of this thing truly and it falls down onto the bed i cannot move i was paralyzed i was like i don't i i I don't know what to do and and i was squealing just like jack did yeah it, it, Mary can tell you how awful it was for me. Like I it, mean, was, it was so bad that I was laughing. Yeah, I was laughing at you because it was so <laughs> funny. And me and my four-year-old were just watching Daddy freak out about a spider that's no bigger than uh, a dime. Oh my god! Not even a dime. It was like a third of a dime, if that. Like one of those more translucent ones. No, that with, you're the, like, with the whole, all the legs and I stuff, mean, it's about a dime size. Yeah, no, it definitely. I mean, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the the freaking out. I totally agree. When I, when that bird scene came on, I was like, this was Blake last week, flipping out about a spider. Yeah. It absolutely happened. I refused to get into bed for. I like yelled at me. I'm like, "This is funny, Mary." Oh yeah, this is terrifying. I'm not gonna be able to sleep anymore <laughs> because it's in the bed somewhere. And I was like, "It's fine, Blake. There's spiders in our bed all the time that you don't even know about." Oh you're my like, god, just thinking about it. You're oh. fine, Blake. Come on. Oh god, just kidding <laughs> me. The heebie-jeebies. Just thinking about it. Freaking spiders crawling up. <laughs> I was itching myself all night. The whole thing. I could just feel it. 
And then, of course, my, my daughter was like, Ooh, Dad, I think I found it. It's <laughs> right here. Was egging her on. <laughs> because this one is egging her on. And my daughter busts balls to begin with. Yeah. So she's like, Ooh, I got it, Dad. It's right behind your pillow. <laughs> I'm like, You little wench. I can't believe you just did that to your dad. You're welcome. Oh, man. So, yes, I'm terrified <laughs> of spiders. And it happened. And I freaked out just like how Jack did. And it was terrific. <laughs> Now, before we go into the episode details, which is very important. It is very important. We got an email <laughs> that we need to address. No, it, was a, it was a message on the gram. Okay, message on the gram. The on the Instagram. gram, baby. The gram numbers are going up. Okay. All right, Blake. <laughs> the gram numbers are going up. Because, <laughs> and uh, do, you, do you have the message in front? I, I don't have the message in front of me. Hold on. Okay, honey. Oh, so, wait, hold on. Hold, so uh, hold on. I got, I got, I'll, I'll bring it up. Because I didn't know you were doing this. So I, I didn't know. Have, I, I just, didn't have it prepped. Well, because I'm right. <clears throat> so um, a few episodes ago, we talked about Tess putting on a hat and what that meant. And was it, you know, just Tess putting on a hat, being like, I look awesome? Or was it what I thought where it was a little like, I'm not feeling so great about myself right now? Okay. Yeah. And uh, Blake was like, no, I'm right. And I was like, no, I think I'm right. And then we got this message on Instagram. So we got a message on the gram from Julia Grove. Who is Julia Grove, you ask? A VIP. She's a VIP. She's actually the editor of This Is Us, someone that we actually called out in episode 402 for the pool for the editing job. Go back and listen to it. You'll remember. Actually, she, Julia Grove, was my great for that episode. And recently we got a message from her and it says, hey, Mary and Blake, just wanted to personally thank you guys for the shout out on the editing effort episode 402, yada, yada, yada. I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it. Uh, And then she says, oh, and as far as the bet goes regarding uh, Tess, yeah, Mary wins that one. Boom. Oh, and you know, exactly (laughs) in my heart, I was... so amazing is that Blake got this email and he was like oh my gosh not only did someone message us because as you guys know we tell you this we love when you message us we know that we're in your earbuds keeping you company on your drive at the gym doing whatever but like we don't really know if we're there with you it's this really interesting dichotomy that goes on as podcasters and podcast listeners so we don't know at all who's listening and so when we do get messages we get excited then holy smokes we get a message from the flippin editor of the show Mm mm-hmm Referencing not only the episode that we talked about her, but from an episode also previously where we made these, you know, <laughs> this bet, yeah, this so, stupid friggin' bet for no reason. So Blake, of course, is just more so excited that we got this message. So thank you so much, Julia, for for reaching out. And then he's like, "So yeah, um, the hat. We're just gonna have to wait and see." And I was like, "No, no." Like he misread the part that said that I was right. And then I, he was like, no, she didn't say you were right. And I said, yes, she did, sweetheart. Can you please read it out loud? So can you just read it out loud one more time, Blake? So the exact wording, <laughs> okay, the exact fracking wording to this message was, oh, and as far as your bet goes regarding Tess, and the way that it reads is a little misleading. She says, regarding uh, the Tess Dawn's beanie at the end of 402, well, Mary wins that one. So I think Don's or Dunn's is probably like autocorrected. She probably means the reason why or something like that. Don's means you put something on, sweetheart. No, no, I know. But like, 
she doesn't say the reason why she dons it or this is why she dons it. She it just says Tess dons the hat beanie. Mary wins that one. So I, anyway, listen, the, I, the beanie, regardless, the, whatever it is, I was wrong and I will play it for you. Shame. Okay, you're welcome. And thanks for listening, Julia. Yes, thank you, Julia. And if anybody else listens to this, please send a message, uh, a message to us on the gram for all we know, because the the gram numbers are going up. I'm oh happy about it. Let's get them up. I don't think that our Instagram feed is alluring as I would like it to be, Blake. Well, you know, but it's okay. It Blake's working on it, guys. I'm trying. You are doing a fantastic. I'm trying to get job. Some, I'm trying to get craft stuff in there. You, you are I'm not going to, get... to be an Instagram influencer anytime soon. No. I'm... You know what'd be funny is if you actually like mock, like if it was a Blake Larson Instagram feed. Okay. Like you like eating ice cream, but like yeah. not sexy and all like <laughs> Just, monochrome. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Just dripping down my face. Yeah. Anyway, continue yeah. the okay. episode details. So let's actually get into the whole reason why we're here. And right, just, you, you know, know po- podcasting. About this is us. The title was Storybook Love, which is a reference to the song that Rebecca sings from The Princess Bride, which also happens to be Kevin and Sophie's favorite movie. One of my top three. The it director. was my favorite movie as a kid. Bottle Cups. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, director was Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, that's right. Good old Jack. Good yeah. old Jack. You know. Directed this episode. And the good news is actually. That this is not the only thing he's ever directed. He has directed uh, as TV, TV miniseries calls it, it called "It's a Mall World." Uh, then he also directed "Dave Knoll Finds His Soul," an episode of Ultradome, and an episode of Sweet Seven, and this, uh, and also this one for this is us for this episode. And it looks like this is the only episode he directs for this season. The writers were Casey Johnson and David Windsor. They are new to This Is Us this okay. season. They are have been made uh, co-executive producers of Fancy. This Is Us for season four. They have written shows like The Real O'Neills, uh, Gallivant, Trophy Wife, Don't Trust the Bee, and Apartment 23, and also that show Greek. They're partners, so they write okay. together. Just like uh, Isaac Aptaker and Elizabeth Berger, who are the co-showrunners of This Is Us. Same same deal, but they're just lower on the totem pole. And that is that. Marvin, what do you got for your lemonade okay. rating today? Um, a f- five? Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's the first five of the season, yes, kiddo. It is. Bring it, it on. Is. Bring it oh on. Oh my god, I just loved so much about this episode. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's my five. Okay. Uh for me, I'm, I'm so giving, happy. You know, I think you're gonna be happy for me too, because yeah. I'm giving it a four point eight. And dare I say, well, <laughs> It's the horses. Yes, the ho- it we is. finally got a horse. Giddy up, baby. We got finally got a horse out of this season. I was incredibly pleased by this episode. And really because I feel like there was an energy to this episode. Yeah. It, it, it there was momentum to it. There were and it wasn't like earth-shattering. There was no big reveals. There was nothing. It just does <clears throat> what this is us does really well, which is just Tell these relationship-based stories, you know, low stakes, yep. and let's have these characters interact in a cool, familial way. But not only do that, but they're, again, they're doing this really great thing where they're taking previous episodes, uh, scenes, and repurposing them to give you a feeling without actually having to tell you mm-hmm. what the person is feeling. The first and 
primary example of it is when uh, Randall is getting overwhelmed and talking yep. about the panic attacks. Yep. And it shows what they showed. The three times that we've seen him have one. Right. Yes. It shows them all. It, it, and I, I hate to use this word, but it's, it's, it's a fairly apropos word. It weaponizes this, this uh, emotional vocabulary, this visual vocabulary that This Is Us has established. And it takes it takes a scene and repurposes it, mm-hmm. and it shows you quick little bits, quick hits, just to give you a reference, so you immediately understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Nolan is is famous for doing stuff okay. like that in Batman and and uh, um, uh, the Prestige, all of his mm-hmm. movies, uh, and another favorite of ours, The Leftovers. Oh yeah, The Leftovers was extremely famous for doing this. Uh, if you ever get a chance, go back and watch Leftovers and listen to our podcast about it called hey. The Leftovers Podcast. Um, no, it was not called that. Well, it, at the, the end it was. Reminders. It was The Leftovers Podcast, The Living Reminders with Mary and Blake. Okay. Um, so I love how it's using these flashbacks and these key scenes and these key moments and that was the cherry on top of the whole icing for me, on the ice cream for me. It was... It was incredible. What do you got for your GBG, Marvin? You ready? Yes. My good. Mandy Moore being like friggin' amazing at three completely different ages in this episode. Again, just like killing it. Yes. Killing it with not only being awesome and on screen so much, but like you believe she is those different three ages in each of those scenes. Absolutely. So between the makeup and the hair, but then also how she holds her body, how differently she talks. You know, like older Rebecca is just much more you know reserved (laughs) yes it is the piano like you know she's very very reserved and then you've got like hot mess mom like uh, my life's chaos right now flipping out about the the turkish chick whatever chicken things (laughs) turduckins you know just like trying to keep it all together (laughs) and then you just got sweet cute i want to bang all day every day pregnant with triplets rebecca pearson Mm -hmm. trying her you know rebecca loves to cook it's like in her love language. But I feel like she's not very good at she it. She sucks at cooking. <laughs> and you, you said it, not me. And I think it really stresses her out. Like, I think, you know what? It may not actually be her love language. I would love for someone to let us know what they think Rebecca's love language is. Because, like, she tries. She knows that Jack's hungry. She's got a family to feed. But every time we've seen Rebecca cook, it's been a disaster. I've decided that Rebecca Pearson is your spirit animal. Um, if Rebecca Pearson and Lorelai Gilmore had a baby, it would be you. It would That's be a- me. You know what? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> there we yep. go. We figured it out. Yep. Figured it out, man. You are the spawn of Lorelai like and Rebecca. She wants to cook. Like, do you remember that time? Like, after she had the babies and she was freaking out at the grocery mart and she was just hot mess express. <laughs> and, and she then, had to walk. Oh God! And what was the thing she had to bring for for um, Thanksgiving? Uh, was it the cranberry sauce? Yes, and the it, cranberry like, sauce. Oh, that was a, a mess. You know, like the lasagna. All over the floor and it's burnt. Oh my gosh, this is me. This is so me, guys. Like, yeah. I love you, Mandy Moore. I think you're doing a flipping phenomenal job owning each character with the little itty bitty things. It reminds me a lot of Tobias Menzies uh, from Outlander. Mm hmm. And how he had to be two characters at the same time and how he would change little things about how he held himself, his facial expressions. And Mandy Moore is just kicking butt. All right, my bad, Randall, not listening to his wife. Mm-hmm. Okay? I second this. She's like, hi, honey. 
So you know how Tess is going through some stuff. I found her a therapist. And he's like, oh my gosh, great. Because obviously she's like a little uneasy. So such a good idea, wife. And then she's like, so um, you, I got you one too. And he's like, oh, hell no. Nope. Mm -hmm. And he rolls over and cold shoulders. And it's like, buddy, this is your person who like is supposed to be your mirror and keep you in check. I tell Blake this all the time. That sometimes um, you need your you need your partner in life to sit you down and say, okay, I'm going to reel you in. I'm going to give you the hard talk. I'm going to give you some honest truth. But I love you when we're on the same team. Randall's not being on the same team about this right now. Absolutely not. So he is he is on, he is like on the furthest team. He's not even on a team right I, now. Can I just say that I'm jealous though that when he's anxious, he runs for ten miles. Oh my god, what I would give to be able to do that. Oh my, seriously, I, I can't even run for ten feet. Never mind ten miles. <sighs> Jeez, Louise, I could oh. drive ten miles. Blake and I are like, we're anxious. Let's make cookies. Um, <laughs> my great hashtag truth. Jack Pearson, Church, Jack Pearson, yo. Jack Pearson. Like, I know, remember how we're in the previous episodes, I was like, I know we're not going to be seeing a lot of him, and that's okay, but I miss it, and that's part of the reason why it's been hard for me to dole out fives. I love this character. I adored him trying to catch that dang bird. And I, you and I both were like laughing with tears in our eyes, and I was like, gosh, I love this man. Mm -hmm. Yep, it was genuine. It felt real. It felt like, I don't know if it was a CGI bird, who knows, probably was, but the way that Milo was interacting with it, it just felt like- It felt great. It was awesome. And it felt real. It felt like it was maybe because- Maybe because I experienced a spider in the same exact way. Yeah. You never know. You never know. (laughs) All right. For me, the good was, um, listen, this is going to sound bad, but the the, the cliffhanger at the end with Kate and the apparent boyfriend and whatever- it felt a tad cheap to me. Okay. But, 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 but. I loved the feeling that I got from it. I loved the feeling that I got from Rebecca and Kate and how they said, yeah, I didn't even see it happening. Like, neither of them did. And obviously, you don't know what they're referring to because it's a cliffhanger. And again, it's a little cheap. But I love the idea that everything seemed like it was going to be okay after this big speech that Rebecca has. And, you know, we don't have to be sad. We don't have to think about all the bad things because your dad died. We can be happy that he yes. was here. We can be we can be happy that we have these memories of him. And we all know that the Pearsons were a disaster. They were a disaster. As after. they're supposed to be. Exactly. So the fact that stuff happened and the show is recognizing the fact that yeah even though this is all great and hunky-dory right now things ain't okay stuff has happened in this time period between the teens and the 30s that we really have not explored all that much yep except for one episode in particular and i like how the show recognizes that and maybe diving into that a little bit Oh yeah, we're we're diving, honey. We're gonna figure out what that is. Right. So the bad for me was Randall. I, I actually I got a tie. <laughs> Come on, bro. Oh. Come on, bro. What are we doing? Not great. Oh, I have to play this for him. 
shame. Seriously, man, that was bad. Like, especially like knowing, okay, you just had this whole conversation. This is part of who you are. It's not even like just from you. Like William had it. This is something that is in your family. Right. Don't don't go denying it just because you know Beth came up with the idea or whatever, or you think you're tough enough. Because clearly. You're not. And the funny thing is, is that usually someone who's suffering from anxiety and uh, depression and usually doesn't know better, they'll do the same thing that Randall does, which is, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's okay. It's all right. I don't. Um, But that's because you know better. For someone who doesn't know better, you would think that Randall does know better. (laughs) Right? Yeah. We've paid so many copays. Forget about it. (laughs) I'm like, something's wrong. I'm having a day. Watch out. (laughs) High alert. (laughs) Um, You would think that he knows better because he's gone through the whole process. Mm -hmm. And it's not that he's like living this repressed life where he either one, can't afford therapy or two, is old enough where therapy uh, was bad the way that William was had, had treated therapy. Like- He's not of that generation. He's old enough and uh, modern enough to understand that we got issues mm-hmm. and we got to solve them. And if your wife is telling you, hey, man, we got to get this therapist for you. And she's trying to do it in the nicest way possible. Yeah. All I could think of was when Mary did that for me at one point. Yeah, it was it was bad for me. And I knew at that moment, if my wife is doing this for me, I got to. I got to muscle up here and, and take care of this stuff. So that was my bad. But I have another one okay. that's bad too. Oh. The show like retconning things here a little bit. Do tell. Where Jack is apparently terrified of birds. I, while it's cute. Yeah. It's never Wicked come cute. up. It's never come up before ever. Whatever's man. There's and, not like birds flying around your house all the time. And then also he puts hot sauce on everything. Never seen him do that. Never seen him do that before. We've seen him eat before. We've seen him eat lasagna before. We've didn't seen him put hot sauce on that. But did, I remember they didn't put hot sauce on the burger. They didn't. They didn't do nothing. There was no hot sauce anywhere. And it's not like he's even asked for hot sauce at a restaurant where he was like, "Hey, you got any hot sauce?" And they're like, "Nah." Like it's never happened before. Okay. So it's it's kind of retconning only because they're they're making it seem like it was a thing, even though it's never been a thing, and they're having to relate it to what. Beth does when she's a teenager by bringing the hot sauce to uh, the the dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm not at I'm not like overly bad about it, but like, come on, man. I know uh, the great though, and the great. I swear, sometimes this show writes just specifically for me, just specifically for me, because they know they must know that I am an absolute sucker for all things bookends. I love. Bookending. Bookending is the greatest thing ever it's in Julia. writing. It's Julia. She listens to you and she's like, you know, guys, <laughs> I'm the person that looks at all this footage the most, but you know who we need to look out for? This jabroni. Yeah, this in guy Rhode in Island. Rhode Island in his basement <laughs> who's afraid of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's nothing like a good bookend with Kevin and the ice cream telling the story to Nikki. And it just... it. It was natural. And Nikki's deadpan delivery of like, yeah, he liked ice cream. And then that was it. Like, that was it. And and, Nick's, and, and, and Kevin's like, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to expand on that. He used to do this thing for me, yada, yada, yada. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, we learned that not only did Jack do that, but he, he, his father, who was a bastard. Be careful. There the, are children That listening. was said on the show. So not me. That mm-hmm. was said on the show. 
uh, his father did that for both he and Nikki. Uh, and having that memory and having that help open Nikki up to the whole thing and having Nikki share that with Kevin. Oh, man. Oh, God. It just, it gets right to my heart. Like, that was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. That was, I, it's probably the best thing for me this entire season so far. Wow. Uh, and and you know we you know how we were talking about uh, Jack and how we love Jack and Jack is just the best. Yes. Part of me feels like they're making Kevin into that role now. Completely. They're, they are. Oh, yeah. They are angling for Kevin to be to fill that void that we're going to get less of Jack. Yes. And they're going to make Kevin that person. I mean, I said it to you out loud while we were watching this episode. I said, I love how much time we're spending with Kevin. Say it. Out loud. What? what? <laughs> you said you said it to me out loud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're welcome. Wow. Well done. Well done, my friend. Uh, are you ready for some big three feedback? <laughs> yeah. Now that we're 28 minutes into this bad boy. <laughs> Jeez Louise. All yes. right, let's do it. And we said that's three. Big three. Big three. Okay. Kicking things off, my friends. Uh, Eileen Marie gave this episode 4.7 lemonades. I can't get over how much I feel like This Is Us found its way back to its roots. Here, here. I'm loving this season so much more than season three. The good, the organization of this episode. There were actually quite a few stories going on in this episode, but I loved that they split it up into segments to help focus the stories and make everything a little more linear. By the end of it, I was pleasantly surprised by how much story they fit into the episode without feeling convoluted. A tentative bad. Randall refusing to see a therapist. I'm a super believer in therapy, and I loved that Beth tried to be proactive, but I'm worried that they're going to show us Randall having another breakdown, and it might feel like a redundant plot point. I'm making this attentive bad since I am interested in how they might portray it differently. But for now, I'm cautious of this feeling like a recycled story. Ooh. So say we all. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't you dare. <laughs> uh, the great was a tie between Jack trying to catch the bird and Rebecca telling the kids to get their whiny little asses back out to dinner and enjoy her damn burnt raw food. Glenda Gingrich says the good was seeing Kevin start to develop deeper relationships and what that is bringing out in him as he is looking out for those around him the bad randall refusing to acknowledge or accept help for his i know we're all on the same page uh at at what point will he break again and great everything nikki i look forward to his storylines the most and love the friendship and trust developing with him and kevin and loved how the ice cream story was a bridge for them for both back to jack and the lol line of the night was miguel at supper and uh and who are you again? Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I I have to play it just because that's what I got to do. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. Ma- I, I got to say this as a quick I aside. I have not been sleeping on Miguel. As a quick aside, Miguel is playing the long game. Um. Okay. Take a moment. Who said that You did. First? <laughs> you did. I'm giving you full credit. As soon as he had that wine, he was like, let me tell you. And I... I clapped on the couch and I went, look at Miggy, because he said some things are like worth the wait mm-hmm. and you got to let it like wait a little bit. And, and I'm like, and the way she was looking at him and game Miggy mm-hmm. long game. He is in on it. 
Oh my gosh, I can't. Okay. He's, he is in on Rebecca. Leah Victoria said, finally back to horses. Blake, I hope you agree. I've given it five <laughs> horses. As I, watched, I, as I watched, I found myself getting nervous the show is going to finish too quickly. Your girl Kay is back. The way this intermingled with all the different eras of the family, I loved seeing Bearded Jack again, and the storytelling was a very clever way of creating a seam through each mini-story, introducing mystery but keeping familiarity. I'll try a GBG, she says. Her good was the change of the family dinner party after Rebecca loses it with everyone in the kitchen and how she reveals how tough she is actually doing to hold it together with her disappointments in Kevin's sudden marriage and the Polaroids and the clear shift to stop avoiding remembering Jack, but to have fun with the memories. When you lose a family member, it can be so hard to get to that point. The bad, a sense of foreboding for um, Leah from Tess's comment about not wanting to be anything like him. I initially thought there might be more to that comment, like she's angry at him for more than just this trait. Mm. And the great is the use of the meal continues to tell the stories, resolving to end it in pizza. This is a very clever and it made me safe as a watcher to know what was coming next without actually knowing how the story would pan out. Also, I loved the subtle way that they're introducing Miguel into this family. It has to be believable for us. And I think this is a great start. Miguel's story makes him more and more likable as a nurturer of Rebecca in a different way than Jack was. And I liked this introduction of Mark. Left me wondering if this was the thing that made Kate lose control of the weight. She looked so happy at the dinner party. And then the photos found in the piano stool seemed seemed to set an ominous tone. Bring it on next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those photos set an ominous tone for Kate and what is happening. And clearly both Kate and Rebecca, and dare I say, the entire family were um, feeling that. It's not just for Kate. It's for everybody. Rebecca says to her, I didn't see what was going on with you kids, and I wish I had, or something something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't see it. And Kate even says, too, I, I, I didn't see it either. I think it's an interesting plot point. It's, it's something that I... I Again, this was a little cheap to me. It was a tad cheap that all of a sudden, coincidental, that all of a sudden they happen to find these photos. I disagree. Really? How come? Um, first and foremost, as someone who's had a piano bench, let me tell you, the stuff you find in there <laughs> takes you back. But I think that um, obviously this is going to be something that delves us into Kate I'm excited about because as sad as this is, like now that Kate's not pregnant and now that we know what's going on with Jack a little bit, um, I'm not ready to like deal with the Kate Toby situation as much right now. Mm-hmm. I, it makes me sad. I don't know why, but Kate and Toby make me sad because I feel like they're going to break up. But I feel like this is something that is going to shine a big light on Kate. And I freaking adore the actress who is Teenage Kate. Oh, Hannah Zeal. I love her. Yes. So if we can spend some more time with her, um, bring bring it on. Yeah, I, I love the beginning and the part in the beginning where they're both she and, and the boyfriend are making out at the record store, and then some guy yelled out, "Hey, uh, does anybody actually work here?" And you know, the roll in the back. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be interesting to see how they compare and contrast. This what appears to be a toxic relationship eventually between the the new boyfriend and young Kate and how maybe the relationship between Toby and Kate falls apart. Yeah. 
uh, it'll be an interesting compare and contrast ideal. Well, especially because they didn't necessarily make this guy seem to be too bad. I would have hated if it was like, so obvious, boyfriend's a dick, right. you know? And then like, oh yeah, I'm surprised we didn't see the writing on the wall. Like, I liked that we got to see Kate happy. And I liked that for the most part. I mean, granted, Kevin seems to have a real, guys, Kevin's like a really good gauge of people. Sure. Like, despite what everybody probably thinks, he really is a good He's gauge. He's a great of barometer. Yeah. The man he knows what's up. There was something that happens in this episode that I really liked, and which is why we played the scene at the beginning of our podcast episode, which is this notion of a favorite person. Mm-hmm. That phrase is used multiple times in this episode, particularly by Beth when she's talking about my three favorite people on this planet, and also Cassidy's husband, who yes. says, that was my favorite person, and this thing broke my favorite person. Yes. And the theme in this episode, I feel like, is, you know, a lot of people choose themes like, oh, love, or brotherhood, or family, and those are not themes. That That's, that's just a subject. A theme, in my opinion, has to be something that is... Specific. It has to ask you a question. It has to make a statement or, or, or even make a statement rather. And I feel like the theme in this particular episode is your favorite things can be broken, but they're never gone. Except the lasagna. Except for the lasagna. Your favorite person, rather, yeah. let's say. Your, they, your favorite person can be broken, and they're, but they are still a person. They're still a thing. The family is broken after Jack dies. Yes. They're broken. But they're still a family. They're still able to move on. Whether or not you believe Randall and Tess are broken the way that, you know, you may think that they are because of their anxiety, they're still a person. They are, that is what makes them who they are. Mm-hmm. Cassidy is broken, but that's okay. She is. The, the war broke her, but she's still a person. And she's still viable. Yeah, and I really loved how he was like, stay away from my wife. Yeah. And it wasn't stay away from her, it was my wife. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Do you, do you, all right, now let's just gut check here. Okay. okay, gut check. Where do you think this story is going with uh, Kevin and Cassidy? Um, I think that he does help them get back together. Do you think that it's going to happen? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> How come? Um, because Kevin's a good judge of character, and he's telling me <laughs> that that they that he still loves her. So unless Cassidy like really like goes back to drinking, mm-hmm. I think that this is a um, a story that we didn't get to have with Kevin of dealing with alcoholism and. Uh, we didn't get with Kevin being an alcoholic, really working on the recovery and getting your old life back. Mm-hmm. We didn't get that. His relationship didn't work out. His relationships did not work out. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see it work out for another individual who battles the same illness. Sure. The, uh, Kevin, his story so far is absolutely the most emotionally engaging story uh, mm-hmm. for season four. Mm-hmm. And... The people that surround him are also the most engaging emotionally for season four. The stuff with Nikki was spectacular. Yes. I mean, just, I mean, utterly spectacular. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, the, one of the best things, again, this show has done is when Nikki is freaking out at the hockey game. And Kevin is like so aloof to it. Kevin needs to like, I don't know, watch a movie about PTSD with, with war vets or something. I know, he, like maybe he has to watch like Platoon or something. I think he needs to watch This Is Us. Or Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> like seriously, that movie, he, or, or Rambo. Rambo is all about PTSD and all what that does to you. The hey, first one. He's friends with Sylvester Stallone. Right. He's watched Rambo. He sh- that's right. That he's was Jack's freaking- like favorite. He should know. Kevin! <laughs> Not okay. Shame. Writers, shame. Shame on the writers. Julia, do me a favor and say this to the writers. Not great. You know Bob. what? They're brand new. That's right. They're they brand don't know. new. They don't know. They don't know about Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Unbelievable. He would have known about known. PTSD from vets. Should have known. Absolutely. Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, at any rate, the I loved even though that the writers are new and they have clearly have no idea about Rambo or the relationship that Kevin has with his dad. It's okay, to Rambo. Casey and David. It's okay. I, right. I, I, I really love the imagery that they evoked with Nikki yes. when he is dra- totally well, not, when he's coming out of the water as he's freaking out in the hockey game and he says, "I just gotta get out of here." Totally agree. I gotta get out because um, that that imagery immediately uh, it ascribes a certain feeling that you get while mm-hmm. watching it mm-hmm. immediately there's no explanation that's needed nothing you know not only is the feeling of drowning really bad but that you know why he is in the water mm-hmm. you know what that has done to his relationship with his brother all of it it's all right there and you can you, oh, it is just oh, so good god darn it <laughs> What? It was just so good. Aside from Rambo. Aside from the Rambo thing that we now have, uh, not, not that we have uh, okay. dis- discovered this. It's okay. <laughs> um, Cornish Game Hens. Yeah. It's actually a reference. They, 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 the This Is Us has actually talked about Cornish Game Hens before. Really? As a matter of fact, it was back in episode two, I'm sorry, uh, season two, episode 16, when the kids were celebrating Jack and Rebecca's anniversary, remember okay. they, they make the dinner for them? And yeah. They, they said, oh, we don't want to do any gifts because Rebecca was always overwhelmed by the fact that Jack always gave her the best anniversaries and she couldn't do nothing. Okay. And, and Jack convinces the kids to make the dinner. They make Cornish game hens for- Oh my gosh. It's in the, it's in the episode um, Vegas Baby. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, huh? Oh my gosh. Maybe that's why she made it. Oh, you never know. Because she was like, this is the fancy thing that Kevin, you know, because it was Kevin who was the real pusher for that. Sure. Kevin was the one who was like, we need to make something really nice for them. We need to make them a nice meal. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Imagine if that's why, if she's like, Kevin thinks this is fancy. (laughs) So we knew at the beginning of the episode that the Jack, the bearded Jack. Oh, God, I love Bearded Jack. Mm-hmm. Bearded Jack and Rebecca was taking place in ni- May of 1980 uh, because we saw it on the calendar in the beginning. And 18 years later, we have Sophie and Kevin getting married. So that puts us in May of 1998, which means that Miguel has been staying with Rebecca and everybody. Not, not staying, but like hanging out with her a lot because young Kate says, yeah, he might as well bring a sleeping bag because he's been here so much. Um, 
But we also know that in the fall of the year 2008, that is when Rebecca and Miguel reconnect. So why do they fall apart? So what happens to make them fall apart? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm so nervous. Something tells me that this is going to happen this season. Maybe he leans in. Maybe he leans in for a kiss. Yeah. And she's like, yo, no. Yeah, I get that feeling. I get that feeling. Yeah, the wine was like that feeling. Yeah, it was that first little bit in. And maybe she just thinks, yeah, it's too soon, man. Can't. Oh, man, can't, can't do it. Okay. All right. In and outs. Are you ready for in and out? Yes. Well, we, hold on. We got we to gotta play our song. Hold oh, on. We I are know. sound. I'm ready. I'm excited. What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right. In or out on expensive wines. Out. I'm in on expensive wine. Oh. I kind of like it. I like buying cheap wine. <laughs> Give me the Carlo Rossi. Yeah, the one on the bottom shelf. That's uh, that's the $4 special. <laughs> Listen, I am not picky. My girlfriend actually said to me this weekend, she's like, you're lucky that you can drink anything. Really? Because she's very picky okay. about what she drinks. Yeah. And I was like, I'll have anything on this menu. <laughs> All right. Uh, in or out on dad jokes. When... Uh, when they when Miguel makes the dad joke about uh, Modest Mouse, who I just saw live, by the way, with the Black Keys, they oh. were phenomenal. Yeah, uh, he makes the the dad joke about Modest Mouse, the band. In or out on dad jokes? In. Uh, I'm out. I feel like my dad makes dad jokes all the time. Yeah, so like I'm in. All right, uh, in or out on Cornish game hens? Out. Out, way out. Don't know what they are. Don't want to eat them. Don't care. But I'm down for turducken. <laughs> All right. In or out, mozzarella sticks with hot sauce. In. Out. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? You cannot put hot sauce on mozzarella sticks. It's like buffalo chicken pizza without nope, the dry nope. chicken. No, because because the mozzarella stick is still cold. It is cold in form. It's peeling. You, If you want to put hot oh, sauce you know, on hot mozzarella, okay. that's different. That's what I was talking about is hot mozzarella. I forgot it eating on cold you know i'm down with some hot sauce on a cold mozzarella stick i'll eat it all that is absurd that is that is dare i say a jailable offense sorry <laughs> all right interrupt boyfriends showing up unannounced and being kind of creepy by the way got her address off of her off of her uh uh what's it called Maybe. application that's kind of like something I would do. This guy creeps me out, man. I mean, he's supposed to creep you out. We know he's supposed to creep you out right now. <sighs> Sorry. All right, so in, in or out on boyfriends showing up unannounced? Out. I am out too. All right. That's um, something I would do. Beer or whiskey? So that's not, it's, it's kind of an in. Are you more in on beer or are you more in on whiskey? If it's wet, I don't know. I, you know, I just want cocoa, man. That's all I want is cocoa. <laughs> uh, all right, in or out on hockey? Out. I'm in on live hockey, and like I'm from New England, so I, I I do enjoy hockey, but I'm more in on live hockey as opposed to TV hockey. I'm saying out right now because my son wants to play hockey, and all I keep seeing is visions of 12 year old him with his teeth bashed out. Oh God, no okay. thanks. All right, and uh, uh, that is the end of in or out. And by and by popular demand, by popular demand, yeah, we have a new hot take theme. Good. Ooh, yeah, man. All right, what's your hot take? That this uh, situation with anxiety and Randall 
is actually going to get him hospitalized. Really? Yeah. And like worse than before, than when than when Beth showed up talking to uh, talking to William. Yeah. After that first one. I think it's going to happen again, man. You know why? I'm done with politics. Let's get him out of office. He needs to go and have a breakdown and get on meds because anxiety is not a quick fix. No, it's, it's not. It's your life, man. And th- no, I, okay, maybe not hospitalized, but he's having a big, I mean, we all know he's having a big one, but I think it's actually going to be that big that it becomes an impediment in his job. You know, you brought something up that's apropos for this conversation, which is the politics and you're done with it. Yeah. I think- the politics story is starting to kind of work for me. I'm kind of in on it now. And I'm kind of in on okay. it because the politics isn't the thing. Yeah. It's the thing that gets us to the thing. Yeah. Which is the anxiety. Okay. And how the, how those things relate. Yeah. And the relationships should influence the politics and not vice versa. Okay. That's why I'm in on it. Uh, my hot take. You know... I'm kind of with you, Mary, that this is the not the beginning of the end, but the beginning of a real evolution for Beth and Randall. And I, I, I just, I don't see this ending well. I, I, we know that they're still married in the future. We get that. But I just don't see it ending well. And this whole thing with um, the creepy boyfriend, I think his name's Mark. I, don't, I can't remember. I think it is too. Uh, anyway, the thing with the creepy boyfriend... Yeah, he scares me, dude. He's got like a weird face. He's got like a weird, creepy face. Okay. I feel like he was one of those kids that was in like the trench coat mafia in like the early 90s. Yeah. Like the weird kids. Okay. You know? Yeah. With the zits and everything. I mean, those were my friends. Yeah, weird. They actually weren't my friends. I sat next to them. (laughs) I wasn't cool enough to be their friend. Uh, Yeah, I just, I feel like this kid probably does some really creepy stuff to her. And it's going to affect the, oh, the piercings. God. No, I'm afraid. Okay. All right. So that is that. Are you ready to close this bad boy out? Sure am. Let's do it. Guys, thank you so much for joining and for listening and for letting people know about this podcast. Whoop. Rewind that. Yeah. Letting people know about this podcast. Well, how can you do that? You're like, girl, I haven't told a single person. Do you talk about this show? I know you do. I know you have a coworker, a sister, a mom, a friend who you talk about this with. So tell them about the podcast. And you can screenshot your phone and share that in your stories and tag Mary and Blake in Instagram or on Facebook. And that's how you can let people know about the podcast. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Julia the, did. Ju- yeah, Julia did. She found us on the gram. Join the This Is Us group. Find us at maryandblake.com. Email us, gram us, tweet, tweet us. Let us know you're there. Facebook us. I'm Mary. My name's Blake. And this is Us Too. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.